Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's Freedom Friday, and time for another episode of Jeff Fry, an American conservative. So between the um, Asian massage parlor murders, and then most recently the grocery store shooting in Colorado this past week, the Democrat Party has once again started beating the war drums what they refer to as comprehensive gun legislation. And, and I guess we could all sit back and say, you know, we, we, we've heard this time and time again. We heard this diatribe starting, even going back with Obama back in uh, 2013, when we had that Newtown, Connecticut school shooting, which had 20 of the children shot. And recently in February of 2018 with the high school in Parkland, Florida. But there's been at least a, several of these, including the casino and, and the, the nightclub down in Florida. It happens. And it seems to happen a couple of times a year where, where we have people that, these deranged people, I might add, which decide to pull out weapons with multiple magazine clips and they shoot numerous people. And I might add that the majority of these mass shootings that Democrats refer to are not done with the assault weapons. Rather, they are done with everyday weaponry that can be obtained, and they just have multiple magazines. A magazine, of course, being the holder of the bullets that can go into these guns. And they seem to be so intent on calling these things because of their semi-automatic weaponry, therefore being warlike in nature. Being a multiple gun owner myself, I can tell you that short of getting one of those Western-style Winchester rifles or perhaps one of those rotary pistols like the Cowboys used to have, every weapon nowadays is a semi-automatic weapon. And and we shouldn't be confusing semi-automatic with automatic. Because I don't care whether you have a, quote, hair trigger or not. You still have to pull that trigger every single time in order to execute a bullet discharge under a semi-automatic weapon. And with regards to the weapons of mass destruction, the assault rifles, as current President Biden is trying to do away with, we, will, we just want to reiterate two things. Number one, by definition, there is really no such rifle as an assault rifle. I know we point the AR-15 out and we say, oh, that's clearly an assault rifle. But if you were to take that on a close examination, truly, what you have is a pistol with a shoulder extension and a barrel extension. And when you compound that, with the clip underneath, hence the AR-15. And this rifle was never designed for warfare. No. Back in the 1950s, this rifle was developed for 
civilian use and was touted as the newer version of a hunting rifle. It wasn't until the Vietnam War that the Pentagon approached the gun manufacturer and ultimately a version of that gun was developed for the U.S. military. And as a further note, the reason it was taken wasn't because of the number of shots per minute that could be fired. No, it was done because of the accuracy of the shot, which is why it was such a successful hunting rifle when first developed. But the reason we're talking about this today is because of our newest Congress and the President of the United States. Because in the past, when we've discussed these items, we had a legislative body that had the ability to lobby back and forth in efforts to try to get some kind of legislation passed. And if successful, at least parts of it, it would go to the president's desk for hopeful signature. But I fear that we have an area right now which has done away with those processes. Number one, we have a president who feels that the best way to legislate is to take it within his own abilities with executive orders. And there's no doubt in my mind that if Joe Biden feels that he can get away with an executive order to to have gun control measures of his liking, he's going to do it. We also have a House of Representatives, which can create whatever law they wish to, and by simple majority, they have the ability to pass it. But what makes it the scariest part is that now the Senate, which has a 50-50 member split, any tie would go to the vice president. And when it comes to an issue of something like a gun control bill, right now it requires at least 60 votes within the Senate to pass. Hence the filibuster rule. But those crafty Democrats, they feel they have the ability to circumvent this 60-vote rule, not just for gun control, but for any passage of any bill that comes their way, and reducing it down to a pure 51-vote majority. If this is done, my friends, then we're in for a, a shitload of stuff happening at least for the next year and a half until we have a chance of trying to gain these seats back, both in the House of Representatives and the Senate. But let's go back to the gun control thing here for a minute. Although they're really not teaching civics anymore in school, we hear the term Second Amendment bantered around a lot on the news. And we all understand the Second Amendment, in casual terms anyway, to mean the right to bear arms. And it seems pretty obvious, right? We have the right to own a gun. Or do we? I'm going to read to you exactly how the Second Amendment reads in the uh, Bill of Rights. It says, A well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, in the old days, the militia happened to be the community which had uh, bands of, of men at that time, uh, soldiers, to protect their communities. And as time progressed, the states 
took over the active uh, assembly of these militias. And ultimately, the U.S. government had a full-time paid military. Well, guess what? We now have a sector, the liberal left, which takes the first half of that Bill of Rights wording, which says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Well, guess what? We have that in our country. We have presumably what you would refer to as our U.S. military. We have the National Guard designed to protect our states. And we have police forces, which are designed to protect our communities. And this interpretation of that half of the Bill of Rights is now being used against us to say that it really never meant for us to be able to literally own a rifle for our own protection. Now, on the conservative right, the interpretation of the part that says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, believe that this really doesn't have anything to do with us having weapons to protect ourselves against a foreign power or, or the oppression of a federal military against us. Because after all, the weapons that we would have at home really aren't as, at least for the most part, aren't as sophisticated or nearly as efficient as those that are found in the military. So therefore, we believe that civilians, again, who are no longer expected to use these household weapons for militia duty, instead we keep them to defend against common criminals or for hunting and other forms of recreation. So this is where we're left with an extremely liberal-bending government of ours. And if ever a time that we were lucky to have had President Trump being able to put in the three Supreme Court judges that he was able to put in, not necessarily that they're conservative-minded, rather they're constitutionalists. And a constitutionalist, hence a Bill of Rights person, doesn't try to sit around to figure out how the founders would have reacted necessarily by today's culture and change of society. Rather, what was the real main premise when they put these laws into effect? Now, one of the other dangers of getting rid of that filibuster rule is that the Democrats, who are clearly out to try to maintain power, they could start passing laws such as adding members to the Supreme Court and putting extremely tough rules on any kind of weapons that are currently owned. I might add that even without any laws passed, they can always put taxes into place. And don't kid yourself, it won't be long before the bullet tax makes it very, very expensive just to be able to go out and fire the weapon. But will this save lives, getting rid of guns or gun legislation? What is the whole purpose? Technically, it sounds good. Common sense, gun legislation saves lives. But there was the legislation for about 10 years which outlawed what we now call assault weapons. And it was ultimately taken off the books. You know why? Because it didn't reduce any of the gun crimes. 
And one of the reasons it doesn't get rid of the gun crimes is because it's not the guns that pull their own triggers. And and I know that sounds like a talking point, and, I'm, and for that I apologize. But until we start getting a justice system, which starts looking at actually what is happening, that every time there's a, a mass slaying, it doesn't have to be because it's racist. It doesn't have to be because the guy had 15 magazine clips instead of three magazine clips. Right? So it could just be that we have mental illness in this world. It could be that there's evil, the Cain and Abel effect from biblical times. Evil's been around forever, and it's never been able to be expunged. What we do have the ability to do, once evil has established itself, we can at least put perpetrators in a proper jail setting and get them out of the equation. We need to stop this, this liberal, uh, we can reform these people and get serious, which possibly would be reinstituting death penalties when necessary. And certainly going in to an environment where you're shooting 10 innocent people in a grocery store should be under consideration for this execution of justice. Maybe, just maybe, the next time somebody thought of going into an environment with multiple clips and started firing away, if he or she thought that they were going to have that death penalty, they may just think twice about it. But until we start doing stuff like that, all these laws, more laws, more laws. This thing in Denver, Denver has one of the strongest, most comprehensive gun laws out there. And yet, guess what happened? The guy went in there, multiple clips, killed 10 people. There's no doubt these are heinous crimes. And there's not a one of us who don't want to try to get these things stopped. But there's no civilized country out there where they've banned weapons or any of these things where crime and murder still doesn't exist. We'll do the best we can. But elimination of these things, that's not going to do it. Justice, a system of law and a system of penalty for breaking the law is what I think brings us forward. I thank you for being with me this week and I look forward to future broadcasts with you. I am Jeff Fry an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.